Welcome to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I'm Laura Katina. And I'm Amy Mara. And we created this podcast out of our own struggles with the hope that we can help other women who are navigating one of the many different seasons we've been through. Whether you're running a business or dealing with the juggling act of your motherhood and your career, we are here to give you real tips and strategies to navigate it all. So let's dive into today's episode. We cannot even believe it, but we're officially coming to the close of another year. 2023 has been a year full of growth, learning, lots of lessons, and progress. And we're so grateful to have you tuning in each week to a brand new episode every single Monday. And so like we do it at the end of every year, this year is no different. We've decided to compile some of our personal favorite episodes from the past six months to create a best of episode. So let's dive into our first podcast that we want to highlight. The first one we want to highlight is why you need to manage your stress better. This is a topic that we say every time is Mm -hmm. so, so, so important to us. Um, And in this episode, Amy and I shared the proven tips and techniques that we ourselves have utilized to navigate stress's complexities. It's essential to acknowledge the profound truth. The power to regulate our stress levels rests squarely in our hands. That is so, so true. Rather than attributing stress to external factors, which often leads to anger, frustration, and resentment, we urge you to embrace a different approach. We presented a challenge, redirecting your attention inward and assuming ownership over your choices, emotions, and reactions. Take a listen to this clip from the episode here. Stress can make you sick. Yes. Right? So, you know, I'm always thinking in the back of my head, like when I'm feeling like this, okay, I don't want to end up with some kind of stress-induced physical or mental condition, right? So I have to be really mindful of how I'm managing my stress so that I don't make myself sick. And so, you know, we've been talking a lot about how to manage that and, you know, what are the habits that we're using at the moment that we can fall back on to really help take back control of your emotions, right? Yeah. Because I think the reason that this is, is hitting me so much is because you have to think that there's not one ingredient in a recipe that makes the ultimate item that you're trying to make, right? So if you think of it in that term, and I hear this a lot from a lot of professionals and personal development and growth and big thinkers like this, that you can't just focus on one aspect and feel like that is going to be the end all be all to get you the results that you want. So you know, we always love talking about workouts and nutrition. You could do all the workouts in the world and all have the best nutrition in the world, but if you're not sleeping well, or if you're not, if you're not managing your stress correctly, you're never going to move the needle on those results. Like the way that you could, if you had that perfect winning combination of everything. So oftentimes people are like, okay, well, I can't sleep. So I'm going to stop drinking coffee at three o'clock by three o'clock in the afternoon. Or, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I don't know, not as active. So I'm just going to start moving more, but they're avoiding the fact that they have so much stress going on and they're not willing to like do that hard work. Cause in my honest opinion, tell me if you're wrong, tell me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, I think that stress management is probably the hardest out of all four of those facets, like workouts, oh nutrition, sleep, or stress. It's definitely the, and so last summer, I think it was August. I do remember I ended up with shingles. Yes. And me, the person who manages, tries to manage stress the best that I can. Right. Yeah. So I ended up with shingles and I promised myself that that was not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And here I am again, 
you know, deep into the baseball season and all the sports and everything we've had going on at work. And, um, here I am again, feeling like I'm borderline about to get sick. Mm -hmm. I definitely think, cause I could work out of my sleep. My routine is so solid in the morning. I do my workouts. I eat healthy and stress management is by far the most difficult aspect for me. Okay. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, we highly recommend that you do so. In episode 112, we talked about creating an environment that you don't need a vacation from. And so Laura and I talked about the fact that we've been advocating an environment that eliminates the need for a vacation. So For example, the individuals you surround yourself with are everything. Whether you're a business owner or you're an employee, do you find yourself longing for a vacation from the daily existence? We don't like that. We like to avoid that situation. So where you have to feel like you are escaping from your personal life. So take a listen to this clip from the episode here. But leading up to this vacation, I said to Laura the other day, I feel like I have a mindset shift that I'm excited to go on vacation but it's not because I can't wait to take a break from the office, right? There's something so different about this year where I'm just excited to spend time with my husband, spend time with my kids and have the four of us just be like a little unit and do our thing. We always go to the beach. We're really excited about it, but I am not like looking forward to being away from the office, not in a bad way. Like I just need to be here and like, I can't leave my desk. But in the sense of, I'm just loving what we're doing right now. And I'm like obsessed with the team that we're building. And I'm like really looking forward to some really exciting stuff that's happening over the summer. So I'm just happy to be here. That is a huge mindset shift. You you don't need a vacation from your business, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's nice to have like a mental break, mm-hmm. but you're not excited about your week off and you're not, it's not really off because no, you'll I'm get emails, you'll kids. get calls and stuff. Yeah. And also you'll be with the kids. Please. It's a trip. It's not a vacation. But you're excited about spending time with your family. Not about, not because you need to escape from work. Yes. Right. That episode is the gut check. So many of us need occasionally because let's be real. Your environment is really everything. In episode 118, Do This for Better Time Management, Amy and I discussed one of our favorite topics, time management. I love this topic so, so much. much. Um, If you're feeling overwhelmed by your to-do list priorities, which is all of us, uh, we challenge you to take a breath and consider the following. Have you ever considered organizing it into categories? Because without a clear plan, nailing that focus can be a huge challenge. Amy's got your back, breaking down the four essential categories to help you conquer tasks with precision and urgency. Take a listen to the clip from the episode here. The Eisenhower method, it's a pretty popular method. It's like a matrix style time management tool where you have to categorize everything that you put down on a to-do list as one of the four following categories. So the first category is urgent and important. The second category is not urgent, but important. The third category is not important, but urgent. And then the fourth category is not important and not urgent. I love this. You haven't talked about this in a long time. So I'm I'm actually excited to listen to it again. It is one of my favorite. I think Stephen Covey might be the other um, person that has talked about this method. He talks about it a little bit differently or like the way that he sets it up. What book did he write? Invaluable Laws of Growth. 
Well, like, where did we get this model from? Like, where did you first learn about it from? I think it was from Stephen Covey's book. Okay. And this method is called the Eisenhower method because it was first introduced or made public by President Eisenhower, which was interesting. Really cool. Yeah. And so if you follow those four categories, the four categories are prioritized, right? So like the first one being important and urgent, it, it speaks for its, itself. It's important and it's urgent. So that's the top of your priority list. The second category is those not urgent things, but they're important to you. So the example that I always see when this is referenced is taking care of your health and fitness, something like going to the gym and working out or eating healthy. That's very important, but you don't have that like sense of urgency attached to it. Like, you know, it's important, but it doesn't have to necessarily be done at like a specific time during the day. Like you don't have to work out in the morning, but you should work out at some point in the day. It should be important to you. So that's something that would be under category two that you schedule accordingly, not necessarily on urgency, but you know, you schedule it in. The third category is the trickiest because it's urgent items, but they're not important. So a perfect example of this would be the nonstop emails and notifications that we get to our phones. Those alarms or notifications make everything feel like it's urgent because it is trying to vie for your attention. So what the author suggests and what you know Eisenhower suggested in creating this method was those are the things that if you can delegate them, do it. Like get those things off your plate because at the end of the day, they're not important. They're not important towards your goals. They're not important towards the deadlines that you have to meet. They're not important enough to trump the other two previous categories. So while they might be urgent and they might require a response, see if somebody else can respond for you. And then the last category is the not important, not urgent items like in real modern time thinking, it's scrolling social media. It is checking your, you know, celebrity gossip. It is taking a phone call from somebody that, you know, really shouldn't take any of your workday time out of your day. It's those things that are just really not important. It's not urgent. You could take care of it whenever um, or not at all. And those are those things that the author and the, you know, method creators have suggested that you should just delete altogether, delete it from your schedule. Don't even think twice about unapologetically just forgetting about those things. So with those four categories in mind, you then take your to-do list that you write down, brain dump everything. You know, we love a good brain dump around here, brain dump everything And then you go through and you label every single item on there. Are they a one, two, three, or four? Okay. So obviously that episode was a personal favorite of mine, especially being a busy business owner and a mom and a wife. Time management really is everything. So the next episode clip that we want you to listen to is episode 125. What are the six types of working genius? If we could tell you that there has been nothing more that has given us a profound impact on our business than this book by Patrick Lencioni, this is it. This is 2023 in a nutshell. Laura and I talked about the fact that enjoying your work can often leave you feel, leave you feeling really exhausted, but it doesn't have to be that way. So one of the books that the two of us read was The Six Types of Working Genius, A Better Way to Understand Your Gifts, Your Frustrations, and Your Team. And this book really just helps shed light on the various talents that we possess as business owners 
and also our entire team possesses. And by the way, there's a test that you can take that we had our whole office take. So it's really incredible and eye-opening. What the author discusses in this book can really be useful, not only in your work life, but also in your personal life as well. So take a listen to this clip. This book is phenomenal. And I kept saying to Amy, I can't understand why I'm struggling. Like, I feel like I'm not getting enough done, you know, on my litigation files. Like, I don't like it anymore. I don't know what it is. And reading this book was like a light bulb went off because he goes through this method that he developed, the six types of working genius. And there's six types of working genius. And he said, based upon the studies they've done and the information they've gathered, everybody usually has two. Um, and so reading each one and reading the description, I de- and Amy came up with it before me. You told me, what do you thought I fell into? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's true. And if you think about it in the context of what Amy and I do on a daily basis, it makes so much sense. Yeah. And so now we're going to use that to work on maybe changing our business model a little bit, right? Yes. And so the the six types of working genius, I think I picked this up because it was mentioned in another personal development book and it's been sitting on my shelf and, and I started reading it. And what I love is that it's actually like a fable. So it basically takes you I love into the way he wrote this book, right? Unbelievable. It's yeah. such a fast read guys. I picked this up literally six days ago. I finished it in six days. It was incredible. So it starts out as a fable and it talks about this guy who just, he was doing so well in his career. And then all of a sudden he got promoted and he got brought to a different level that he had to start doing more of the things that he wasn't used to doing. So he was um, really good at marketing and advertising. And then when he was promoted to another level that was like management style, he couldn't figure out why all of a sudden he didn't like it. And so he was talking to his wife about it. And his wife was like, I really think that you need to open up your own firm, like your own company, but I'm like really nervous for you. And he didn't understand it at the time. But the reason that she was obviously nervous is because while, you know, the first little bit of time that the firm was doing great, the company was great. He had a great group of people. All of a sudden he started to feel like he was burning out and he couldn't understand why. And then he was having a really poignant discussion with another team member and the team member kind of turned around. I think they were asking like a question of like, how do we fix this or what do we do? And he started coming up with an answer right away, like a suggestion right away. What did she ask him? Do you remember? He was like, why are you like this? And not in a sense, because I think everybody was saying that he was really grumpy and she was like, it wasn't, it wasn't a question as to like, why are you so grumpy? But like, why is it that you all of the sudden can get all of this energy when you ask, a, you know, somebody asks you a question and you come back with an answer right away. And then you've just changed, like you're ready to go again. And he said, that was the pivotal question to have asked to realize that he has certain gifts that are God-given. He believes that they are God-given to each one of us. We have unique gifts, but they fall within one of these six categories. And so the categories are wonder, invention, discernment, galvanizing, enablement, and tenacity. If you haven't already read the book, we highly recommend that you read it. It has literally been life-changing for our office and for our team. 
The next episode we want to highlight is episode 133, What is Separation Season? Another favorite topic of ours. Um, Amy and I went into detail about what the term separation season actually means. This is a term that many people in the personal development space discuss, and every year when Ed Milet talks about it, it's a perfect reminder to separate yourself from the rest or to break away from your current self, especially if there are aspects of your life that could use improvement, growth, or change. It doesn't necessarily have to be a major transformation. Even small, tiny changes can make a significant impact. Take a listen to the clip from the episode here. And the topic, drum roll, is separation season. What is that, do what, you ask? What is separation <laughs> season? So the whole premise of this topic, according to Ed Milet, is that this is the time that you separate yourself whether it is, and I love how he does this in the episode. He talks about breaking it down as a separation of you versus other people, like your competition, or it's separation of you from the current self that you are, especially if you think that there are areas in your life that you want to up-level or improve or change in some way. Like you just don't want to continue to be the person that you are you want to change and evolve and grow in some area. So I just love that he talked about both because I feel like so often, um, especially for business owners and especially for like entrepreneurs, you can get advice that's like, you have to work harder than your competition. You have to work. And I actually saw this on a social media post that a very, very, very successful entrepreneur that I follow had posted. And it was along the lines of like, you need to work six days a week. You can't have time for family and friends. Like you can't, you have to make all these sacrifices. And I get it. Like that could totally be workable for people, but not for us, not for people like <laughs> me and Laura and not for people that we assume are listening to our yeah. podcast that want to have a well-rounded life. And so what I loved about this, the way that Ed Milet approached this topic is You don't have to overhaul your entire life and do everything completely different just in the name of competing with your your competitors. You can make small adjustments to separate yourself, yes, from those competitors, but also from the things that might be weighing you down or the things that aren't moving you forward and in fact might be putting your foot on the brake at this time of year. Wow. It is always so much fun to look back over the past few months and to see what episodes you, our listeners, really enjoyed the most. And of course, these are some of our absolute favorite topics and they will come up again, I'm sure, in years to come. They'll be back. (laughs) But as always, we wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for your ongoing support. We really do appreciate it. It makes us podcasting just so much more fun. And it reminds us like why we do this every week. So thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode in 2024. Thanks so much for tuning in. We thank you for spending time with us today and we'll talk to you on the next episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share it with someone that you think might benefit from today's episode. We'll see you next week.